we can have such a loyal following. But if we don't have the right team to execute against our plan, the company is going to fall. Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honesty Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, we're welcoming to the show Katie Billadu. She is the president of Ring Concierge, the leading NYC-based bridal and fine jewelry brand with a cult social following. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Alrighty. So for those that aren't in the know, can you quickly just let us know what is Ring Concierge all about? What are you guys doing? What are you selling? Yep. We are a digitally native D2C fine jewelry company. Our pieces range from under $100 to well into the seven figures. We are very focused on redefining luxury. And we are female founded and female ran, which we're super proud of. That's amazing. So take me back in time. Where'd this idea come from? What were you doing? How, how do I get a good idea like this? Yeah. Well, I can't take credit for having an idea because it was our founder and CEO, Nicole Wagman. Um, but so it all started in 2013 when she was going through the engagement ring process herself. And she realized that there wasn't really anything in between the heritage brands like Cartier, Tiffany, Van Cleef, all of them, and then the Diamond District. And so she really saw this, you know, in between market that was not being captured. So how do we um, cater to the actual end user? And really, that is what it's about. Because in the engagement ring business, the end user is a female. And but the purchaser is a man. And historically, you've been sold by men. And they're the ones that were defining what it is they think the female should be wearing. And so she really thought there's a need for a millennial voice in this, a millennial shopping experience, how a millennial wants to approach shopping, um, and what the product is that they actually want to see. 47th Street, the Diamond District in New York City is kind of... uh, um, not very inviting place. You're kind of haggled and called at. And so she wanted the experience of a heritage brand, but not the price tag of a heritage brand. So hence the name Ring Concierge was born because she felt like she could be the concierge um, helping um, couples go through that ring buying experience. So it all started there one by one. It was, I think, profitable from, I think, the first few sales. Nicole invested $2,000 in the business. We've been profitable since year one. And she just started to acquire customers. And it was a few years into the brand when the customer started also asking, well, what jewelry are you wearing? And she realized, you know, I'm right now servicing customers for a one-time purchase. You know, you hope a one-time purchase. And so she realized, you know, I need to keep these customers. What's their lifetime value? And there's more in the jewelry space that I can do. And that's when she launched the e-commerce company. Okay. So... uh at first, I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. This was a one-on-one uh, service business. Yes. And she launched this and she was getting real-time feedback from the customers who were these young couples. Um, 
about the ring buying experience and that led then knowing obviously increasing LTV is what you want to do with all of your customers that led into to building up the direct consumer business? Exactly. So I mean, it really happened organically. It was seeing a void in the market for how to shop for engagement rings, and then understanding what the customer's needs were organically by just servicing them one-on-one and building from there. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Uh, so obviously, the validation just happened naturally through mm-hmm. the progression of the business. Um, so let's talk about, I guess, like, would we call that Ring Concierge 2.0 when you guys yeah. launched the e-commerce business? How'd, how'd that all take off? And is that is that when you start to enter the picture? Yep. So um, yeah, fair. Ring Concierge 2.0. I mean, we're probably at Ring Concierge like 5.0 at this point. Okay. But I think that, um, yes, I would definitely say that's when um, Nicole launched the e-commerce business. She had other brands on the site. So she was selling other designers. And it was around... 2017 or beginning of 2018 that she started to hire her first employee. And at that time, I worked in the finance business. I was in the finance industry. I was in HR. And she had asked me for, you know, help. What do I do here? How do I hire somebody? What does this look like? You know, that's not my expertise. And so since Nicole was hiring her first employee, I've consulted with her. And so I saw the brand grow um, since that first person. And I came on, I left the finance industry because I realized, you know, that's not really where I wanted my future to be. And I came on to consult with her as she started to grow her business, which was we were doubling revenue every single year. And so the need for growth in the team was exponential every year. And therefore, I just, I was consulting at first and it just started to build and build. And finally, um, it was three years ago, Nicole asked me to come on as president in my, my current role. Awesome. That's amazing. So you mentioned that when uh, Nicole first launched the direct consumer side of things, uh, it was... Obviously, she was selling. Was she selling her own products and other people's products? Yeah, and so that was at first. It was other brands that Nicole was selling, and we have since. We only have one other brand on the site currently, but we have since all developed our own brands um, or our own products. Sorry, and. Um, we have hired a really, really great team from some leading key players um, to help us do that in the production and the product development design space. Absolutely, I already knew the answer before I asked it. Just to, yeah. to be completely honest, uh, but you gotta you gotta paint the picture and tell the story. Why did you guys develop your own products instead of having these other ones that were already made? You know, it seems like a simple answer. Yeah, um, well, because we felt like we knew the customer. They, the customer, we. I mean, we're. Uh, our our company has grown through social media, and Nicole has by she's been a presence on our social media. She, we are a personality led brand, and she is the figure um, and the voice of Ring Concierge. And so our customers and our followers feel very bought in to Nicole, and she's she's become a tastemaker. She's a trendsetter, and our customers really listen to what it is she wants and what it is she likes. And so we really, we realized that we know our customers better than anybody else. And so we want to be servicing them and we want to be developing pieces that we already know that they need and want. And so we really utilize social media for that. We still to this day pull them on, you know, would you guys buy this product? 
you know, if it were at this price point, would you be interested in it? As we're developing, we're constantly involving our community. So I think it was through the recognition of realizing, you know, we were the ones holding the relationship with our customers. And so we really know them better than anybody else. Why wouldn't we want to provide them the product that we know that they want? Absolutely. Uh, is there any, uh, also any consideration with it? Obviously, I'm, ass- I'm just assuming the margins are a little bit stronger with doing the product development in-house. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, for business growth, we're self-funded. We still this day, we're 10, year, 10 years old. We have not taken out and not taken any outside capital. That's something we're very proud of. And we don't have any plans to do so. We'd really like to not. And so, yeah, everything that we do, we have to be very conscious about the bottom line of the business. And so that was a big factor in it. Absolutely. All right. So let's go back to selling rings online. Now, how much when we went direct consumer, how much of that was selling engagement rings or is it more... I don't have an opposite to that. Just everyday rings, I guess, is what I'm going to say as a man. <laughs> fine jewelry, just everyday fine jewelry. Like all the jewelry I'm wearing is our everyday fine jewelry. Okay, so how much? What was like the the assortment? Were we still selling engagement rings on on the online as well? Yeah, yeah. So, um, to date, we've been in. A, our e-commerce business has started to outpace the we call it the bespoke side of the business. Our mm-hmm. our engagement ring side is called bespoke because every piece is custom and handmade um, right here in New York City for whatever the specific needs and wants of the client are. So our bespoke business and our fine jewelry business have been 50-50 split in terms of our revenue. Um, until the past, I think, year and a half or so, our fine jewelry has started to outpace that. It's just easier to scale it. It's not a hands-on, one-on-one experience. Um, we have an entire diamond um, specialist team that manage every relationship and creation of each ring. So it's just obviously easier to scale the e-commerce side. So it's starting to outpace the bespoke side of the business, but the bespoke side of the business is still a very meaningful part of our company. Absolutely. And now with the direct consumer side of things and, and starting to get into that mass market, how did Nicole start to acquire customers outside of her social obviously social media played in a big part of that but like out of her outside of her network like, can we talk any about how she started to do that and how obviously it, it paid off in the long run yeah so i think what's really fascinating is we didn't start investing money in our marketing efforts until I think it was around the end of 2020, or I'm um, sorry, 2019. And really in 2020, when the pandemic hit was when we really bumped up how much we were spending on marketing. And when I say bumped up, it's such a nominal percent of money that we spend on marketing or have to date. This is the first year where it's becoming more of a meaningful part of our, of our budget. Um, but so before... 2019, it was completely all organic and it was social driven. We weren't spending money on ads on social. Um, it was really just followers, word of mouth, customers being happy. Um, the client relationship is a really big piece of it because that one on one experience you have, you know, you're creating a complete relationship where we, I mean, we sell obviously a ton of jewelry online and our customers love us and feel really bought into the brand. But there's nothing like when they buy an engagement ring from us and create a relationship with one of our team members. So, and because that was such how the business started, 
those individuals, those private clients were our marketing strategy. They were then talking to everybody they knew saying, you have to talk to ring concierge because of the hand holding, the high end experience they were giving them like you were at a heritage brand, but without the price tag. So up until around 2019, that was the strategy is how do we just provide a fantastic service and then use social organically to get you know that that customer acquisition um then in 2020 we realized pandemic hit we um a lot of jewelry brands couldn't be operational because they're brick and mortar they're in person they're retail and we saw an opportunity to um spend more meaningful money on ad spend because a lot of companies couldn't so we weren't competing with as many companies as we were and our we exploded in 2020. Um, when you thought, you know, pandemic's happening, no one's going anywhere. Why would you spend money on buying jewelry? Our customer was not bothered by that. Um, they were sitting at home and we were just hitting them any way we could and they were happily purchasing. Hey there, merchant. Are you tired of trying to navigate the wild world of e-commerce on your own? Are you looking for a partner to help you achieve your goals? Look no further than the Shopify Plus agency, Electric Eye. Our team has a proven track record of helping our clients make millions with strategic design and development. Whether you're migrating from a legacy platform to Shopify, designing a new theme for your store, or just looking to optimize what you already have, Electric Eye is the perfect partner for you. Electric Eye are true Shopify experts. Not only is our Shopify knowledge unparalleled, but we have partnerships with all the best tech in the Shopify ecosystem. And don't worry, we're easy to get a hold of. Our clients rave about our fast communication. So here's the deal. If you're an e-commerce business doing over $1 million a year, you can receive a complimentary Shopify diagnostic from our team of experts. That's free, personalized strategic recommendations to improve your store and grow your business. To get started, head on over to electriceye.io slash connect to schedule an intro call with one of our experts. That's electriceye.io slash connect. Hey there, merchants. Are you struggling to get your Merchant Center ads approved but keep running into a price mismatching error? Wondering how your competitors are showing reviews, price, delivery, and product availability directly in search results? What if there was a way to get your ads approved for the first time and get more traffic without fighting for rankings? That's where JSON LD for SEO comes in. It's an app that helps you get more organic traffic to your Shopify store, qualifying you for over a dozen search enhancements and provides all the structured data you need for Merchant Center. JSON LD for SEO automatically adds the structured data needed and it's updated regularly as the rules change by Google. It's a hands-off SEO app that you don't need to monkey around with to get working. It's the safest, easiest, and most effective way to stand out from your competitors in search results. Contact us to get your free structured data audit for your store. Find JSON LD for SEO in the Shopify App Store to get started. That's J S O N L D for SEO or go to J S O N L D dot app. JSON LD dot app. Hey everybody, Chase here to talk about an amazing new product that's hitting the market. So what do brands like Warby Parker, Dr. Squatch, Vital Proteins, and Blinjet all have in common? They're all increasing their abandoned cart revenues by over 10 
X with Retention.com. Retention.com helps direct-to-consumer brands harness the power of identity to transform lost leads into sales and rapidly expand their abandoned revenues. Retention.com is giving honest e-commerce listeners 20% off their annual commitment. If you're not seeing the results that you want within 60 days, you can opt out at no charge. Head on over to retention.com slash honest. That's R-E-T-E-N-T-I-O-N dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T to book a demo today. Investing in kind of that uh, word of mouth marketing strategy, did you ever incentivize your customers to share the word about you? Yeah, we have um, a loyalty program that it's honestly, it's, we're, it's something that we're working on right now, um, making it a little bit more robust. But we haven't had to do referral um, or incentivize them in that way yet. Awesome. With the bespoke side of the business, is there what's kind of uh, the ideal customer profile look like for you? If someone's listening to this podcast and they want to reach out, like what should they be thinking? Yeah, great question. So, ideal customer profile. I mean, it's anybody you know who who is in the perspective of getting engaged. But truly, what ends up happening is it's the female that knows ring concierge understands the rings and loves our designs and wants a ring concierge ring. She knows that we speak to the female. And what I mean by a millennial shopping experience um, that we look to create is we know what a woman cares about. They don't care about the perfect color stone. Some do, but most want to maximize the size of the ring. They want to be able to show to everybody they know that I have the biggest ring possible. And that's what everyone's going to see first. They want to be able to have that Instagram moment where they're taking a picture of it. And everyone's like, oh my God, did you see so-and-so's ring? You know, that's what they want. That's what the female shopper wants. And historically, you've been sold on buying just the perfect stone. And a lot of times, the trade-off with that is size. So the female knows she wants, so we're targeting women. We want the woman to under, to know ring concierge and know that we've got your back. We know what you want. We can speak to your partner. And that's really what we like. That's the person that I want to speak to is I want to make sure that she feels like she's supported in that then. And this is what's interesting about, about our business. We're marketing to two different people because the end user and the top of funnel is the female, but the purchaser is a male. So we still have to speak to the male and make sure, and you know, it, we have many same-sex couples as well. But historically, most of our engagement rings have been to um, male and female couples. Um, they, so we have to also speak to the male. So in that perspective, they want an education. They're going to comp shop. They do not just go to one retailer. They want a comp shop. They want to understand why are you priced this way? What's the benefit? What does this mean? And so that's where our diamond sales team, they have to be experts. They're the best of the best. And we have a phenomenal production team that we stole from a heritage brand. Um, and so that is where we sell to the male. Like, yes, we know what your partner wants, but we're also the experts. And that's why you want to purchase with us. That's amazing. Now, is there anything I didn't ask you about today that you think will resonate with our audience? No, I think one of, a great question is the challenges you face as a company. Uh, I think any high growth startup has... Uh, I can't even... like It's hard to narrow it down because there are a lot of challenges. I think one of the meaningful ones is hiring the right team members. You know, 
the success of the company, we can have the best customers. We can have such a loyal following. But if we don't have the right team to execute against our plan, the company is going to fall. And so I think that one of the biggest things is hiring the right strategic team members that understand the company vision. Also understand that we're a high growth startup. We're going to pivot. We may have a plan today that we're going to pivot from tomorrow. And you have to understand how to operate in that and be incredibly agile and also be able to operate in an environment that isn't totally structured. You know, we're given we're a 10 year old company. I mean, that does sound like a long time. It, it, it 10 years is a long time, uh, but not in the world of, you know, startup and high growth company where we're doubling our revenue every single year. That means the business needs to change to accommodate that growth. So to me, and I mean, my background is in HR. So obviously that's, you know, one of the things I focus on heavily within our company is how do we have the right team members to execute our strategy? Our opportunities are truly endless. The biggest problem we have is which opportunities do we want to tackle next? Um, and so having those right, the right team members that are very intelligent, their um, ability to pivot, they're agile. I always say, I don't want to hire anyone that's too good to fold the box. And that's because way back when our team really did fold the box, no matter who you were, you were folding boxes during Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And now we don't our team doesn't really have to do that anymore, but it doesn't matter what level you are. I want our team to have a no task too small mentality. And that's what to me is going to build a really successful company. And then that permeates to our customers, that permeates to our client experience. That then just makes Ring Concierge better externally without the customer even realizing that that's such a big focus for us. Yeah, I think we could have just spent this whole conversation talking about hiring. It's such a crucial part to growing a business. Yeah, I could talk forever about that. That is my background. And that is something I'm very focused in. The team knows that one of the biggest things that I want to do here is I want to put my name... I want my name to be stamped against a company that I'm super proud of working at. And so therefore, I want everyone to be happy walking in the door each day. I have very high expectations. Our team works really hard, really hard. Um, And they work long hours. But to me, the biggest thing that makes me feel that I'm doing my job and I'm doing it well is creating a company that even with high expectations and high standards and, you know, working long hours that you're really happy walking in the door each day that you feel supported. And so to me, that that's something that I focus on really heavily. Awesome. Now, if I'm listening and I want to support your hardworking team, I want to pick up some fine jewelry. Where do I go? What do I do? Great question. Uh, Ring Concierge at Ring Concierge for Instagram, ringconcierge.com online for our e-commerce store. And then we have two retail locations in New York City on Bleecker Street and Madison Ave. Awesome. Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes that really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io slash connect. Until next time.